Hey, this is Jason, coming to you once again from Audio 9 Design. Now, whether your 2016 ended with a bang and you went out on top, or your 2016 ended with more of a whimper and you were caught cowering in the corner and crying, asking someone just to make it all stop and end peacefully. At Audio 9 Design, we're here to keep you pushing through and taking no prisoners, or, at the very least, back on track and no longer scared of your own shadow. In this episode, we're talking about what to look for and what to strive for in 2017 design trends. So what did you see as your 2016 ended? In many ways, 2016 was one for the books. We have a new, unique, very outspoken president, and I'll just leave that alone. But better yet, some of the classics, and by classics I mean 80s, 90s, came back as well, like Nintendo. Hey, Gen Xers, that's us, right? How about Doc Martens, biker jackets? Even saw the TV show Full House come back in a newer, fuller form on Netflix. I even saw quite a few slap bracelets, if you recall those. And if not, Google it. You might just fall into an 80s rabbit hole full of neons and jellies. But that's pretty much pop culture comebacks. What about design, right? I mean, that's what we're about. So, according to Huffington Post, the 1990s made a comeback in many ways. One of those? Floral wallpaper. You ever installed it? Better yet, removed it? Not always a fun thing to do. It takes a lot of time, a lot of patience, and maybe a little alcohol. But according to them, the safe use of this wonderful wall covering, you use an updated pattern in small amounts, not plaster it all over the entire house like your grandmother used to. How about blonde wood floors? Or just lighter flooring in general? Apparently, the dark ages in flooring, in most aspects of design, is gone. What about the Japanese influence? Still holding strong in 2016, with screens, clean looks, cherry blossoms, and lots and lots of red. I saw some of this one myself from time to time, and I still believe it will push through 2017. Beige and white designs. From homes to furniture to decor to art, I don't see this trend going anywhere anytime soon. And on the other side of this beige and white would be hunter greens. Also, according to Huffington Post, the use of hunter green on kitchen cabinets, pillows, a painted buffet, or even your exterior siding is a real, regal look. At one point last year, we talked about the use of pastels in accents and major parts of design. The pastels palette definitely made a solid comeback. But as we said, that was so 2016. We're here to give you and your clients the best of the best. That's a great movie, by the way. Feel free to Google that one, too. The best of the best in trends and styles and what people want to see, no matter what kind of design we're talking about. So, what about the trends of 2017? What held up from last year, and what is blowing through the design landscape and breaking the molds? 
How Design, one of our favorites here at Audio9, gave some insight in their article, 2017 Design Trends Predictions from Top Creatives. Much like that of 2016, 2017 will be about the end user or client or audience in general. And your designs, ideas, and plan will have to be more immersive, bring people in, push the senses, and once again, make them feel something. With things like VR, like the Samsung Gear or Google Daydream, so readily available, whatever you design better be able to get the message across and connect to an audience like it never has before. With all the disconnect of recent years, the experts say clients are going to want a more personal experience, not only with designs, but with effective marketing practices as well, whether that's one-to-one or one-to-chatbot. Your direction and push when marketing your designs, no matter the genre, will need to have a focus on a more targeted, niche group of consumers rather than just a demographic. A great example they used was Snapchat. In the article, Chris Reith, a creative for Purple Rock Scissors, commented with this. They focused on their target demographic and designed a gesture-based language based off of them. Snapchat is tough to understand for older users, and they were able to leverage that design to appeal to teens. By creating a niche user experience, they were able to capitalize on bringing value to their product with their specific demographic in mind, rather than trying to appease everyone. Andrew Osborne, Associate Creative Director for Archival, also had this to say of Snapchat. Modern properties like Snapchat continue to show us users are excited to explore if the experience they get in return is worth the effort. I think designers will lean into this with more experimental user experiences and non-traditional controls. Touch and the notion of a second screen are clearly established. What about an interface controlled with music? How can ubiquitous devices continue to suspend the boundaries of geography? How will device cameras and accelerometers enable gestural interfaces? We will see design teams start to answer these questions and more in 2017. In the current year, there will also be a push for branding to become less well-branded. For you symmetrical designers out there, this particular trend might just give you nightmares. Some of the tight, meticulous design styles of the recent pasts will fade away until they make a triumphant comeback again and the cycle continues. We all know how this story goes, don't we? The executive creative director of Brand Union, Sam Becker, had this to say about branding. Meticulously undesigned. This means haphazard layouts with clumsily overlapping elements, coarse, honest typography mechanically set without any sensitivity to widows, alignment, or proper quote characters. Candid photography catches the models looking either unprepared, emotionless, or ironically posed. Brands like American Apparel and Urban Outfitters pioneered this approach, but it's been embraced recently by everyone from Kanye to Glossier. You thought you knew everything there was to know about branding. From all your successful clientele conquests of years past and just like that, you know nothing. That's how it goes in the world of design. Besides designs essentially getting sloppy for lack of a proper term, things will also be moving more towards the individual or freelance type side of the market. We are in an age of transition and a growing rise in entrepreneurship and startup culture. Branding and campaigns are finding their place in mainstream awareness as more individuals use leveraged social media platforms to grow and develop personal brands and small businesses. As a result, designers will see more demand for multidisciplinary skills that lend themselves well to these types of clients, representing a growing market. 
Having a visual brand that translates well across social media, mobile experiences, print, and web will be more valuable than ever as more people seek to grow their digital footprint and explore new opportunities. That was from Roberto Blake, entrepreneur, marketer, author, and speaker. That's a glimpse into branding for the upcoming year, but what about design and what's coming, right? Like we mentioned a little earlier, virtual reality is not just a dream anymore or daydream. Hey, Samsung, we'll take some sponsorship for that little plug. I'm just putting it out there. It's one of those things you want to do and probably need to do, and it's going to be one of those areas you just close your eyes and jump. Devin Jacoviello of Purple Rock Scissors said this in regards to the VR trend. We've been hearing a ton about designing for VR. It's a crazy cool realm, and a lot of hyper-talented teams and individuals are diving into it full force in attempts to create something great and useful. What's interesting is that a platform doesn't really exist yet to curate, showcase, or prototype designs in VR, so I predict that will begin to take shape and am curious to see who will be the first to jump at the opportunity to build platforms for and around it. Will Butler of Archival had this to say about VR. Hardware often plays catch-up to software. In recent years, we've seen a big push to close that gap and bring lightweight and consumer-friendly devices, allowing for more practical experimentation with VR, AR, and MR. That's virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality, in case you missed it. And if you want a great visual explanation of these, hit up Tarantula Digital Studio on YouTube. It's definitely worth the watch. This, along with the ongoing trend of mobile browsing over desktop browsing, is hopefully going to lead to more weight on ideas that bring people together in their world, facilitated by the device, but as the silent partner. Case in point, look what Pokemon Go was able to do. To dip one's toes into this platform would be amazing. And I welcome anyone to hit us up in the contact section of the podcast page and let us know if you are in the VR realm of design yet, and if so, what your thoughts are. Hey, we might even interview you for one of the next podcasts. In addition to 2017 trends in the up-and-coming VR area of design, what about some of our go-to design areas like web design and motion graphics? While it will be attempted to incorporate some of the VR into the web, I don't think we're quite there yet. But what we can do is bring into our web designs this year some of the newest technology in CSS. Like we hit on at the top of the podcast, look and feel is something that'll take front seat this year. And with web design, it will be no different. Sam Bork of Purple Rock Scissors says 2017 will bring huge advances in the way designers fill in a blank canvas on the web. Most of the population is more willing, excited even, to try a new and unique experience. Couple that with a population accustomed to a different lifestyle, new advances in CSS, and easily accessible design prototyping software, and you've set the stage for designers to become much more comfortable with non-traditional layouts. I'm really hoping to see sites that encourage more exploration of content. Vince Pelegi, creative from Purple Rock Scissors, also had this to say. In 2017, we will most likely see an improvement in tools for designers and teams. Over the past couple of years, Sketch has done an excellent job at being a tool with digital responsive design in mind. With a focus on components, symbols, and artboards, Sketch allows designers to design with efficiency and flexibility for a multitude of screen sizes. A Kickstarter project called Subform looks really interesting, with its emphasis on fluid design. And there have been a number of recent announcements from companies like Google through its material design tools and Figma that put that emphasis on team collaboration. 
While it seems that such industry-standard tools as After Effects and Cinema 4D, among others, are still the go-to ways to create motion graphics, there are other means gaining steam. For example, gaming engines such as Unreal Engine 4 from Epic Games and Unity provide designers with incredible real-time 3D capabilities for use in multiple scenarios such as interactive product demos and virtual reality environments. And Flash may be dead, but HTML5 is quickly surpassing its ability to create smooth and professional AE-style motion for use spanning from large screens to mobile displays. The common thread here, though, is interactivity. Motion design is no longer limited to pre-rendered video, and real-time possibilities will begin to show themselves going into the new year. That was from Chad Hudson, president and executive producer of Leviathan. In the upcoming year, there will be a great deal of upgrades in how we design as well as what is expected of us as designers. I've been surprised the past year watching how quickly design is being elevated across all channels. Commodity design and design platforms have become quite good, Services like Squarespace and 99designs continue to make giant leaps at bringing good design to those who previously might have gone without. On the flip side, design thinking and design-first business strategies continue to advance into major sectors that have traditionally been stodgy and slow to adapt. I think we're in a design golden age and will continue to see vast improvement to not only aesthetics, but customer empathy, user experience, and design thought leadership. David Mitchell, Creative Director, Hungry. Gone are the days of expecting all of your work to come from advertising agencies. More and more are seeing motion-driven content requested from all over. Just this week, we worked with Facebook, which commissioned us to produce a series of hybrid live-action and animation spots for a Johnson & Johnson brand. Different outlets are going to really affect our process, too. The 30-second commercial, where you can take 20 seconds to build a narrative, is increasingly rare. We now have to get to the point very quickly. Then, if the audience decides to not continue scrolling, we have the opportunity to support the initial point with story and all that fun stuff. But marketers will be focusing way more on getting audiences hooked in the first two seconds and having the brand product integrated immediately. Aaron Sarovsky, Principal, Executive Creative Director, and Director, Sarovsky Corps. As designers, we will be asked to experiment more and push our own limits, as well as the expectations of our clients and customers. Overall, 2017 will set a new bar for designers, and it won't be easily attained. But that's what we all do. That's what we love, right? To push the limits in every aspect and make what we love as beautiful in real life as it is in our heads. I hope this has given you a little bit of insight as to what to expect in 2017. But hey, that's it for another week's episode of Audio 9 Design, bringing you the latest news, updates, and trends in the design industry. If you have any suggestions for a future podcast or you want to learn more about this topic, check out the podcast section for links and information as well as everything else you need to know at Audio9. That's the number 9design.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.